Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. I have been connecting with the most beautiful souls in the illumination readings that I've been doing the past week or so. These women are brave and vulnerable, and they're open to the beauty and the magic that comes through in these readings. And I want to talk a little bit today about these readings and part of what these readings encompass. When I begin these readings, I always explain my process to my clients. Some of them understand it in a conceptual way immediately. Others are looking for a more more tangible way or a more tangible explanation of some of the components of it. And that's what inspired this week's episode. So we are going to talk today about one of my favorite places to, quote, visit, and that is the Akashic Records. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. This is going to be one of those episodes where I invite you again to listen with an open mind and an open heart. I know some of you listening have an understanding of the Akashic Records, and if you do, I invite you to listen for a new awareness or a new perspective that I might share that you might not have heard or considered before. And then others of you might have no previous experience, may not have ever heard of the Akashic Records. And so I invite you to journey with me to this magical place for a few minutes. So first, I want to say that the Akashic Records, it's not an actual physical place in this 3D realm that we're currently living in as humans. Just like, and I was trying to think of an analogy for this, and what came to me when I was in meditation about it is, it's like the concept of heaven. Heaven is this ethereal place that we've heard of, but from our physical perspective in this human life, it's a concept. It's not something tangible that we can go to. It's not like you can get in your car or on an airplane and go physically travel to this place. I believe that we can access these spaces through meditation and other means, but as human beings, it isn't like you can plug it into your GPS and, as I said, get on a plane or a train or in a car and arrive at this concrete building that says heaven on it or that says Akashic Records on it. Like heaven, the Akashic Records, it's a spiritual concept, but both of these things are a place or a space that we can journey to in meditation. For me, 
the Akashic records hold the wisdom of the universe, the magic, the knowledge, the experiences, the stories, the keys, and the energies of the universe and everything in it, past, present, and future. How cool is that, right? And now again, if this is something that you have either never heard of before or that you've you've heard of, but you just can't wrap your mind around, I really invite you to close your eyes and just listen. Because often when we close our eyes, we can be transported and we listen, we can be transported to these concepts that as human beings are hard for us to like to grasp and to, to understand from a tangible space. Because as humans, we like to do that, right? So again, journey with me to this magical space. So I first started hearing about the Akashic Records probably 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I have read a lot of books, taken a lot of trainings about the records and how to access this magical space. Some of these methods that I've been taught or read about are quite complicated. I often say, you know, that there are some things that I've learned where you have to hold a magic crystal in one hand and a feather in the other hand and you know, twirl on your toes and then stand on your head and say this thing three times. And it can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be. I prefer the simple, straightforward way through meditation. And yes, there are processes that you can go through in meditation. But again, you can take the long way around or you can take shortcuts once you are well practiced in experiencing the shift in energy, because that's what it's about. You know, if we're talking about 3D, 4D, 5D, 6, six dimension and beyond, it's not a physical place that you can attain or go to. It is a shift in consciousness, a shift in awareness, a shift in your energy. And that's what accessing the Akashic Records is. It's a shift in your energy. And I just heard my guides remind me of something. Before I go any further, I want to make what is probably the most critical point about this entire topic, the most important thing I'm going to say in this episode. You cannot just access anyone's records without some kind of consent or permission from them. Otherwise, it is unethical and it's a deep spiritual violation. It would be like me just walking into somebody's home without permission or consent. I don't just do that. The same is true with the Akashic Records. While this this energy is available to anyone, again, you cannot just access just anyone's records willy-nilly. I also deeply believe that you do need to be trained to do this because it is a complex concept and space to navigate to ensure that you are receiving correct information. Because what I know is that if you don't have permission from the person to access their records, you're going to get incorrect information. Okay? Because the soul, and even when you have someone's permission, there are times where there are pieces of their records that you cannot access. Because each soul knows what a person is ready to have revealed to them. And I'll talk more about that in a few minutes as we go along, but back to the records. So again, I started hearing about the Akashic records probably 10 or so years ago. 
that was when I was diving into my spiritual journey. I became a Reiki master. I had never heard of Reiki. I started hearing about energy healing and about Reiki, and I was fascinated. So I became a Reiki master. And then I was certified in other healing modalities along the way. Um, I remember I became friends with one woman in one of my training classes. This was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, And she talked a lot about these, what to me were these mysterious Akashic records and 5D, the fifth dimension. Um, To me, the fifth dimension was a group that sang uh, the age of Aquarius back in the 1960s. So uh, this was all a new concept to me. And at the time, I thought you had to be someone like very special, like you had to be a chosen one and otherworldly to even understand any of this, let alone be able to access it. And then somewhere along the way, and I don't remember where I first heard this, but I heard someone describe the records in a way that I could finally integrate and understand from my human perspective but also at a soul level. It's like when I heard it described this way, I'm like, okay, I can understand that. And it makes sense to me. And the way it was described was that the Akashic records are like a big spiritual library. And I find that for a lot of people, when an abstract concept is described in a tangible way as something we can immediately grasp, something we can relate to, and know from our physical life, it's like a light bulb suddenly goes on. We have this shift, and then we can go from there. So that was my starting point. I then understood that this, you know, I I liken it to being this magical library. The Akashic Records hold a book of every soul that's ever existed. So for a period of time, after I was trained, I would go into the library. And remember, this is all a metaphysical process, not a physical one. But I would journey to the Akashic records of the person I was working with. And I would pull the book of the soul of the client I was working with. I would access information about the energy that that soul was created from, the energy of of where that soul originated, and past life information that was ready to be revealed as to things like karmic vows and patterns that the soul had experienced and was still carrying in this lifetime that was creating current blocks and restrictions. All of that is super fascinating. I know many of you listening have had readings that encompassed some or all of those things that I just described. But wait, there's more. I have since become certified and and taken a lot of trainings in doing soul readings that take this to a whole new level. What I now know is that, and again, I was not ready for this level of access and this level of awareness. It's it's like taking stairs up to the top of a building. Um, So imagine this beautiful uh, library building, and you have to walk up these gorgeous marble stairs to get to it. I was not ready to access the different levels within the library until I had integrated one level. Then I would move to the next level and so on and so forth. So what I now am aware of, and I'm sure there are more levels beyond this, but right now, what I've also learned is that not only does each soul have a book, and it's really more than a book, but but there are different books within each soul's 
library or space in the library that I can access for various areas of your life. So things like career, purpose, relationships, and so many more. I'll give you an example from my life. Even this podcast, Grief with Grace, has its own book within my area of the library. And I go to that book frequently to ask for guidance and wisdom on what to share and what to bring to you in my episodes, what guests are in alignment with the soul of Grief with Grace, with the message and the mission of Grief with Grace. And there are many people who reach out to me who I don't automatically accept as a guest on the podcast because they're not in alignment with those things. It's not that they are not beautiful souls with beautiful messages, but if they are not in alignment with the soul and the message and the mission of Grief with Grace, then it's not an integrity for me to bring them onto the podcast. Now, one of the pieces of the illumination readings that I do, because that's what I call them now, um, our illumination readings, is I check to see where you are on your path in this lifetime. Most people are off path, so that's not really an issue. What I want to know is whether or not you're on path, and if you are not on path, then how far off path are you? And then from there, we can do many things. We can discuss what being on path looks like for you, and we can look at things you can do to move on to your current life's path. The insights that my clients have had from these readings is incredible. Things that they've been considering or researching is often validated. Some have had whole new ideas or possibilities come through as a result of these readings. And in a couple of these readings, I have connected with the spirits of my client's children who are now in spirit. And I've received messages from these children for their moms. That is something I never believed I could do. But the validation from their moms of things that they've shown me has absolutely expanded my awareness into the possibilities of this work and of of the messages that I can receive and bring through in these readings. For me, the beauty and the gift of accessing information through the Akashic Records is that what's revealed is what the client is ready for at the time of the reading. This is what I was alluding to earlier in 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 this episode. For the past eight or 10 years, I have had readings done two or three times a year, sometimes more, sometimes less. It depends on where I am on my path in my evolution and where I am in my physical life as well. From the perspective now of someone who does these readings for other people, I understand this in a whole new way. And I'm going to I'm going to listen for just a minute so that I can uh, articulate this in a way that I hope makes sense. So each reading that I had revealed to me exactly what I was ready for in that reading. When I took action on what came through in the reading, then in subsequent readings, I was shown more. If I had a subsequent reading and I heard much of the same thing that I had previously heard, it was a message from my soul that I had more learning to do, more experiences and more shifts to make before I was ready for my next level and for what my soul was ready to or willing to reveal in a subsequent reading. 
so I'm hearing that I need to talk a little bit more about training in this area. This is super important to me. Um, it's so important to be in integrity with this work because we I am working with someone at soul level. And so again, this is not something that you just do willy-nilly. There are protocols that you must follow. And I do believe that you should be trained in this because it is highly sacred work. It's like anything else in life, though. You should be trained before you engage with anyone else in whatever it is. And let me, I want to come up with an example to illustrate what it is that I'm talking about from a 3D perspective so that you can understand this. Okay, so here's a good example. My oldest grandson, I cannot believe this, but he is going to turn 15 in just over three months. So he will get his learner's permit to begin learning to drive. Now, without lessons, without driving lessons, without instruction, and without practice, if he just hops into his dad's car and takes off down the road, it probably isn't going to go very well for him or for anyone else. The same way with the Akashic Records. If someone tries to access the Akashic Records without proper training, at best, they will not receive any information at all. Or if they do, as I think I said earlier, it will be incorrect information. But at worst, they could negatively impact someone else's life. And I know that I would not want that karma on me. That is why I have taken a lot of training in this area. And I do consider this work to be so highly sacred. I know that part of my, my knowing and my conviction about this comes from all my years in the legal field where ethics and confidence, confidentiality are sacred to me. And okay, I know that you're probably thinking uh, ethics and legal, the legal field. That's kind of an oxymoron, right? Um, because I do know that a lot of attorneys, and I know some that fall into this category, but some practice way under the radar when it comes to ethics. But I have always taken so much pride in my own boundaries around ethics and confidentiality. And I have only chosen to work with attorneys who have that same kind of ethics um, in their work. So same thing with metaphysical work of any kind. If someone has not done their own work and they're taken their own trainings or done their own training, that can lead to, again, karma that I don't want to be part of. And as much as I have studied and worked in the Akashic Records, I am certain, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there is so much more to the records than what I'm even aware of today and what I've experienced as of this date. I also know without a doubt that whatever else is in the records, whatever else is available to access in the records, it will be revealed to me when my soul is ready for the next level of my learning and my knowing and my growth and my evolution. And so when I work with my clients and when I do readings for them, I know that their soul receives exactly what it's ready for in that reading. I always talk about, I'm going to call them action steps that the client can take to get on path, to move more onto their current path, if they're off path. If they integrate those things and take some of those actions, then the next time they come for a reading, 
their soul will reveal more to them. If they come back and they hear some of the same things, then again, like with me, with the readings that I've had over the past eight or 10 years or however long it's been, there are times where I have heard the same messages, maybe in a slightly different way and even from different people, but it's the same underlying message because if as a human, I have not taken the action that's required for me to grow and evolve, then I'm not going to be shown my next level. I'm going to be reminded that it's kind of like, and I don't like to say that we fail in our in our soul's growth and evolution, but it's a good analogy. It's like if you're in school and you don't pass a particular subject, you have to repeat that class, right? Well, it's the same thing with these readings. If you have not evolved on your path that your soul revealed to you in a prior reading, then you're going to have to repeat or you're going to hear the same message again. Again, it might be in a slightly different way, but you will receive the same message until you have integrated that piece that your soul has revealed to you. And then in your next reading, your soul will reveal what you are next ready for. So there's a lot of faith and a lot of trust that comes in this work. But when you listen and integrate and implement what your soul is showing you, it can be so beautiful, and especially when you are on a healing journey. When a bereaved mom hears the messages from her soul as to her next steps on her path, and when she receives a message from her child in spirit and implements what comes through in the reading, the transformation in her life and on her healing journey can be nothing short of breathtaking. And that is part of how I have grown and evolved in the relatively short time since my son went to spirit. And whatever you're healing from, whether it is the loss of a beloved child or a spouse or a parent, or whether it is any other kind of trauma, whether it is physical abuse or emotional abuse or sexual, whatever it is, because we are all healing from something in this life and in past lives. And this brings me back to what I was saying earlier about the karmic lessons and the karmic blocks and restrictions that we continue to repeat in lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. If you step into these readings and really absorb what your soul reveals to you, you can release some of that karmic baggage that you were carrying with you. And then you don't, you don't carry it with you into a subsequent lifetime and you don't pass it on to future generations in your lineage. That's why I'm so passionate about this work. This is how we heal people, both ourselves and people in our lives, any area of your life, whether it's someone you work with, someone you're friends with, someone you are married to, your children, your grandchildren, your ancestors. There's a lot of lineage work going on right now. So are you ready to have an illumination reading to learn more about your path and whatever else you're ready to have revealed to you? Because again, your soul knows. If so, I have made a lot of shifts in my life so that I can provide more readings to more people. So if you're interested, please just email me at info at lorilatimer.com. I will send you a link to get on my calendar. Um, and as I say, I have 
I am so dedicated to this work and so passionate about this work and about the healing that it can provide that I have rearranged my schedule and opened up more space in my life so that I can offer more of these readings to you. And each reading lasts about an hour. They are all recorded. You receive the recording so you can listen to them again and again. Each time I listen to a recording of a reading that I have had in the past, I hear something new or I hear something in a different way. And it, it's, like, um, it's like a new light is turned on on the path that I'm on. You know how they have um, those decorative lights that people put on each side of a, like a sidewalk or a walkway up to the door of their house? Well, it's like those lights. And each time I listen to a recording of a previous reading I've had or have a new reading, a new light is turned on on my path. And that's what I want to offer to all of you. So if you're interested, email me at info at lorilatimer.com and I will get you on my calendar. And um, I think that's all for this week. I think that's all that um, that wanted to come through for this week. I am sure that I will talk about this topic in the future because it is such a deep topic. It's also very broad. And again, each time I hear about this or study it, a new layer to it is revealed to me. And so, um, yeah, until next week, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.